Can you believe it? This episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by, you guessed it, Squarespace. Guess what? The future is coming. So make it brighter with Squarespace. They make it easy to turn your idea into a unique website, showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds. Just a few clicks away, you can customize everything from the look and the feel to the settings and products using beautiful templates created by World class designers and there's nothing to install patch or upgrade ever you're welcome head to squarespace.com for your free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code grace g-r-a-c-e my first name to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain i'm ready jack are you ready i'm ready grace okay and we've started. Wow, what a welcoming beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready and I'm human. Are you ready and are you human? I am both of those things. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm so excited for this episode because we have the constantly lovely, super funny Renee Young or Renee Paquette. Paquette, yes. Uh, her original name on the podcast, who if you don't know, you should know and you should thank us for introducing you because she's lovely She's a commentator and just a player in the WWE game. She's just like a funny lady, a funny lady TV host. But she's does, funny, delightfully charming. She's got her own podcast and she flew out here from Birmingham, Alabama yeah. just to be on our podcast and is now literally just left and is flying back to Las Vegas right now where she lives full time. Yeah. She's so, driving to the airport right now. <laughs> this is so insane to me. Like she made such wonderful uh, time for us. So you guys will, I think, really enjoy this episode because she's absolutely lovely. Yeah, she really is. Now on to other things that we think are absolutely lovely and worthy of our attention. It's We're Rooting For You, the segment where Jack and I present to each other and to you things or people that we are rooting for this week. That's right. Just to spread some positivity and optimism into a world that who knows what's being tweeted out right now as we talk. That's right. That's correct. Um, Jack, what are you who are you rooting for? What are you rooting for? Well, this week, um, I am rooting for Pixelated Boat. Excuse me? He is a person. I, I'm assuming it's a person uh, and I'm assuming it's a he. I, it's a person on Twitter okay. uh, who I follow um, who is sort of famous for creating milkshake duck. Are you familiar with Milkshake Duck? No, these are all just Mad Libs okay. phrases that you guys... So Milkshake Duck is this like uh, tweet that he put out last year that was like, um, hey, everybody loves Milkshake Duck. It's the duck that drinks milkshakes. And then it's like two weeks later, we were going to inform you that Milkshake Duck is racist. And, what? And it was like uh, it was like a joke as to be like how we Was take... it an actual visual of a duck eating a milkshake? No, no, no. It was sort of a, it was a joke that he made. Uh-huh. And basically being the representation of like what Twitter has become. Okay. Like we all find these little mini heroes and then they end up disappointing. And then us. we find out their dark sides. Yeah. And so he was going, he was, tr they were almost were going to uh, put milkshake duck in like the dictionary. Like that's like, this is one of like the, the phrases of the year that we're going to like in, in, put in, in 2017. Uh huh. Yeah. And he lost out to uh, some other dumb word. Uh, I think it was. I can't even remember what it was. It what was, was Milkshake Duck's definition going to be? That was going to be it. It was going to be like the, like, so if, 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 you know, you find oh, something that you like that you find out has a dark side. Yeah. Like two days later, okay. like everything we're all rallied behind, like you find out later, like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So like he, he got Milkshake Duck, but he was recently in the news again uh -huh. because of this j other joke tweet, um, which came out a couple. Pixelated uh, Boat. Pixelated Boat is the, okay. the account. He's, it's such a funny account. 
but um, he tweeted, uh, wow, this extract from Wolf's book is a shocking insight into Trump's mind. And I won't read the entire thing, but um, it basically it was, uh, on his first night in the White House, President Trump complained that the TV in his bedroom was broken because it didn't have the Gorilla Channel. Oh, this, I saw the Gorilla Channel becoming something everyone was uh, asking Discovery Channel for. Right. This is because of this tweet. And so this is all fake. It's all fake. So Trump seemed to be under the impression that a TV channel existed that screened nothing but gorilla-based content 24 hours a day. To appease Trump, White House staff compiled a number of gorilla documentaries into a makeshift gorilla channel broadcast into the Trump bedroom from a hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. However, Trump was unhappy with the channel that they had created, moaning that it was, quote, boring because, quote, the gorillas aren't fighting. Staff edited out all the parts of the documentaries where gorillas weren't hitting each other, or edited out all the parts of the documentaries where the gorillas weren't hitting each other, and at last the president was satisfied. <laughs> quote, on some days he'll watch the gorilla channel for 17 hours straight, an insider told me. Quote, he kneels in front of the TV with his face about four inches from the screen and says encouraging things to the gorillas like, quote, the way you hit that other gorilla was good. I think he <laughs> thinks the gorillas can hear him. So he tweeted this obviously, this Completely obvious fabricated joke thing. tweet that yeah. I was laughing my ass off when but I read people it. people took it as serious. But then people started retweeting news. it thinking it was real. Right, because everyone wants to believe that our president is a maniac. Yes, because, yes. And... And then he was so he had to actually change his Twitter handle from Pixelated Boat to the Gorilla the Gorilla Channel thing was a joke. So people would actually believe that. So people would understand. So if people were retweeting the original tweet, they knew wow. that this isn't to be trusted. So, so he's basically shining a light on how media can be misconstrued in the social posting world. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, so he you know both times were kind of a misfire. So like with with with. Milkshake duck, which is one of my favorite terms, uh-huh. didn't make it into the lexicon of a of, of American English. And now this time with the gorilla. But the, do you really need it to be in the dictionary for it to become a part of the lexicon? Like we all colloquially would use that phrase once you figure it out. The same way it's like, is YOLO in the dictionary? I think it is actually. Yeah. What about like lit? I'm pretty sure lit is definitely in the dictionary. But I don't not know for if, what it means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like milkshake and duck are both in the dictionary. Yeah, that's a good point. But as a phrase that, right. yeah. Um, anyway, I was just, I just think it's funny how both of those things kind of caught fire on their own. He was just trying to make a funny joke and it became this, I mean, there are news reports now. I just saw a thing from NPR wow. about how. Uh, I mean, it's a great social experiment and yes. how we process media and how you need to fact check before you just yes. repost things constantly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So anyway, the, I, I'm just a huge fan of that account. And so. But no one knows who it is. It's like a Banksy type. I'm not sure if his identity is secret. I mean, it doesn't make it well known. Gotcha. Um, so as far as I know, uh, it's not known. Well, if well, well. you look at it. If you if you look at his Twitter bio currently is just Prince of Lies. Read my comics on Instagram. Well, there you go. So he's yeah. got comics on Instagram too. Indeed. Well, uh, we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you, pixelated boat. Pixelated boat. Um, alternatively, this week I'm rooting for a company I always root for, Poopery. Okay. But because they reached out to me at the end of last year and were like, we have new products. Can we send you some? Oh, And I was like, I like free things and I love your products. So, yes. So they sent me a bunch of new scents that they have. But mm-hmm. they also sent me their new book, The Woo of Poo. Change your life in the time you take a shit. And it is basically this <laughs> book. Yeah, what? it's fantastic. One, all their new scents have all kinds of all the puns that you know and love. All the poop puns. And the uh, the... the, the 
the amount of puns that they're able to create without running <laughs> out is blows my mind. Uh-huh. Um, but they have this book that came with the package of new things that they have on their website for 1995. Uh, to be fair, haven't read the whole book, but just kind of briefly scanned through it. And it's basically like a self-help book that you could read while you're on the toilet. And wow. it's got like motivational little things on it. It's got, and it's like very tongue in cheek, obviously. Sure. It's a short read. The quality of the book, the paper, the the uh, <laughs> the spine is all very, very high end. It's very nice. It's got that matte finish. Ooh. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, and I thought that was fun. So if you like, do you use your phone in all candid honesty when you're on the toilet? Um, yes. Yeah, I do too. Yes. But then I get super paranoid about this little camera on the front of my phone that people can hack into that when I'm on the toilet. So then I get nervous about using my phone on the toilet. But now you can just read this book. Yeah, there you go. Get inspired. Kill two birds with one stone. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the woo of poo. I'm also rooting for the woo of poo. It sounds delightful. Plus, I mean, if you guys want any insight, I will root for anyone that sends me free stuff. (laughs) No matter what it is. Speaking of which, thank you for the Christmas gift you sent me, which was uh, poopery and uh, fancy toilet paper. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Everyone got that because last year was kind (laughs) of (laughs) shitty. I appreciated that. Uh, I'm paying it forward, but that's who we are rooting for this week. Let us know on Twitter who you guys are rooting for and feel free to give us suggestions on people and things that we should root for in the future. That's right. And um, without further ado, let's get into the Renee Young that you guys, if you didn't know, will know and love. She's absolutely lovely. I can't say enough good things about her. I just want to go to Vegas and pet her dog and hang out with her and her husband. I'm sure that's going to happen someday very it's soon. It, I really, I would, I'll report. <laughs> I will report back when it does, (laughs) but I'm putting that on my vision board for 2018 already. So uh, when we come back, we have more with Renee Young on Not Too Deep. Not Not Too Deep with Grace Heidbeck. Grace, let's play a game. What? I want you to guess. The support for today's show comes from a company called... I'm going to guess Squarespace. You got it. How did you know? Because I'm a genius. You are a genius. And they are also geniuses because they make making websites super easy. Are you ready to start your new business? Well, you can make it stand out with Squarespace. I mean, what kind of templates are we talking here? Listen, these guys make beautiful templates created by world-class designers, okay? They make it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. Okay, but let's say I want to do one of the following things. Let's say I want to showcase my work, blog, or publish content, or even sell products and services of all kind in just a few clicks. Is that possible? Absolutely. You're in luck because they specialize in that. And you can customize everything from the look and feel to settings and products. Okay, but we all use our phones more than our computers these days. What about that? Well, good news, because it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box. Whoa, but what if I want to grow in real time? How? Well, you can use Squarespace's analytics right there for you, and there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. What if I have any other follow-up questions? Good news. Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support is there to help. Wow, this is as if destiny is calling my phone. That's true. And it says, you need a new website and you can make it with Squarespace. And I can say that confidently because I use Squarespace on the regular for my many websites that I run. You do. So you guys need to see just how easy it is. Go to squarespace.com for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, be sure to use the offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a new website or domain. That's squarespace.com, offer code 
Grace. Not, not too deep. This week's episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by Casper Mattresses, our good buddies over at Casper. They are a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. And get this, they now have three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. Casper Mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry, not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regular your body temperature throughout the night. Plus, it's delivered to your door in a small, how do they do that kind of box with free shipping and returns in the US and Canada. And this is my favorite part about this company is that you can be sure with the purchase of a Casper mattress that you have 100 nights risk-free to sleep on it and test it out. If within those 100 nights you don't like it, it can go back. They're giving you three months of decision-making. After all, you spend one-third of your entire life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. And like I've said before, I'll say it again, I sleep on a Casper mattress currently. It's wonderful. I love it. It makes me feel adult. It did show up to my door in like a magic box that didn't make any sense, but was a fun opening experience. And even more, you guys, the beautiful listeners of Not Too Deep, can get $50 towards select mattresses, by visiting casper.com slash grace, G-R-A-C-E, and using grace, G-R-A-C-E, at checkout. That's casper.com slash grace. Offer code grace for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. It's happening! We're here with uh, Renee Young, as you may know her, in the world of WWE, but your last name is Pat Pack. Oh, pronounce it. Give it a try. Paquette. Very French. Sunday paquettes. Yeah, very French. Are you, is that your like major background? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure somewhere like way along the line, there's a lot of French speaking people in my family, but um, none that I know or have known in the last however many generations. But I did study French all through school because people often ask me that. So I can speak a, an okay amount of French. There you go. I'm yeah. so jealous. I want to learn French so bad. Oh, Rosetta Stone it. You'll be fine. Really? Do you speak Spanish or anything? I'm, I'm learning Spanish now on Duolingo. Oh, see, they're oh. so similar. Because yeah. I started doing that with Rosetta Stone. I wanted So when I was working, well, I still work for WWE, but at a certain point in my career, they wanted me to, they called me and they're like, hey, we need you to be in it whatever time to do a Spanish pre-tape. And I was like, I don't speak Spanish. They're like, we'll see you at two. I was like, what? Oh, no. And so you like, just left your I, own devices? Yeah, like, I don't speak Spanish. So I went to one of our producers, Mike Mansuri, who he speaks Spanish. I'm like, can you just, like, say the word so I can, like, figure <laughs> it out a little bit? So oh, I would my. just, like, mimic the word. So I was like, I started doing Rosetta Stone to figure out a little bit of Spanish. And then they're like, yeah, you're not getting it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you really got to figure it out. And when you... Are just mimicking someone else speaking the language. You're basically just like singing. They're yeah. like, I'm just doing inflection and following totally. noise sounds that you're yeah. making. You're just miming the whole thing. That's so, I mean, so you you still work with WWE, but yeah. you've been with them for how many years now? God, almost five. Time goes by really quickly. Yeah. It's crazy. So how did that start? Because you're from Canada originally yeah. and you were like a sports broadcaster. And so did that sort of blend itself into that? Um, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it did. So when I was in Toronto, I had a bunch of different shows, but I was mostly doing sports like more infused with comedy mm -hmm. um and then when i worked there 
I get in put, 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 put in positions where I just have to figure it out. And they asked me to do a wrestling show. That's so, I mean, this, your entire career is like, I'm waiting here, it. go for it. Good luck. Yeah, I'm full of shit. That, but I'm that, totally full but of you shit. embrace it so wonderfully <laughs> that I'm like, the ability you have to make something from absolutely nothing is bonkers to me. Uh, yeah, I try. Yeah. So my boss, when I worked at the score, was like, hey, we want to start doing um, a wrestling show after Raw and mm-hmm. it's going to be live. I had never, I didn't really have much live television experience then either. So I was like, I instantly started typing because I had to do an interview with John Cena. Um, and I, I was that, that one of your first yeah. interviews was just John oh, Cena boy. just yeah. throwing you right in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got like set up and um, I had really inappropriate questions set up because I was mostly doing comedy. <laughs> right. In WWE, like they pulled the whole interview. They're like, no, you can't do Really? That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which seems counterintuitive because they're inherently very funny as like uh, a source of entertainment. Yeah, but it, you know, within their own, um, within their own world, they are where they have to be in control of it. Oh, they didn't, they in, felt like you were mocking I It's them? not that I was mocking them. My questions were just, um about things that we wouldn't normally talk about. Got it. Okay. And we have like sort of things that we wouldn't talk about. Me not being that avid into the world of WWE at that time. I wasn't, I had no idea, nor did I work for the company. So it didn't really matter to me at that point. But um, but anyways, yeah, so I was doing a wrestling show up in Canada. I was doing that for a little while. Um, and then when I wanted to kind of get a go at working in the States, um, that was the main thing that popped up. I had an interview at ESPN to do um, to do Sports Nation oh, for wow. when Michelle Beadle was leaving. And then the next week I went in for WWE and I had the worst audition. Like it was really? terrible. Oh. What is I an audition the, for WWE like? So I had to go into Stanford, like to, to the towers Because that's where they're based, weirdly in Connecticut. Yeah. Which has always made, the WWE like whole franchise is based there. there. Yeah. yeah. Everything's there. Yeah. I know their whole world's there. It's. It's, they pretty much own all of Stanford, Connecticut. It's so strange. Um, yeah. So I had to go in and they made me do commentary, which I had never done. And it is incredibly difficult. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I was, I had to do commentary. Um, and then they, you know, they gave me like a battery and they're like, sell this to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. So basically oh, like improv games. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Improv games and then commentary. Um, and then I just did like a mock interview show, which that I was used to doing. So gotcha. that alone was okay. But yeah, I was uh, in a little over my head, certainly. Wow. And so then you've been working with them for the last five years. Yeah. And you've been on the road. Like what percentage of your time is spent on the road with them? Because you literally... God bless Renee. She literally <laughs> just flew in for this podcast from Birmingham, Alabama yep. last night because you guys were there for SmackDown. And so we are so grateful for your time. But I feel like every time I see you on Twitter or any of your social media, you're in a different state, a different town. Always. Yeah. I mean, just when I sat down with you, I was like, I don't know where I came from. Where was I? <laughs> and that gives me like a minor panic attack. Sometimes where I'm like, where was I? I don't know. Like that time just escapes you. Um, but for me, it's not that bad because I just do the TV tapings. Okay. So I do Raw and SmackDown. So I'd fly out on a Sunday, get back home Wednesday. And then I have that time at home. That's so nice. I've, I've got some free time. That's like a balance. It's not too bad. Yeah, it gives me time to hang out with my dog and hang out with You're the best husband, dog so ever. Nice. Isn't he cute? Yeah, he's a, he's just a pure bulldog, yeah. right? Oh, like yeah. Like an English bulldog. He's heaven. Uh, and he has his own Instagram account. The Real and- Blue Bully. Give him a follow. Uh, how long <laughs> have you had him? Um, well, he's almost two. So I guess uh, two years minus eight weeks. Uh, that's adorable. And... Does he do the reaction where no matter when you come back, it's like you've been gone for oh 10 God, years? Oh my God, he like army crawls towards me, <laughs> like freaks out. It's so funny now because uh, John's at home, my husband, mm-hmm. Dean, Dean Ambrose. Um, so when he's at home right now, 
the the dog's giving me like a slightly less of a reaction because he's used to having somebody home with him. Right. Now he's, he's living that spoiled life. That's so spoiled, and- sleeping in the bed, uh, <laughs> living his best life right now. Yeah, he's getting dad love. He is, um, which is not as good as mom love. <laughs> true, by the way. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned your husband's Dean Ambrose. You guys met through WWE. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, so we started dating. Um. So when I worked for WWE and I spent like a year before I was on the road. Okay. Um, And then once I started on the road, like shortly after that, him and I just started dating, which is funny because I have so many people, like people that know us both. They're like, how the hell did you guys get together? Because he doesn't talk to anybody. Because you guys are like polar opposites. Total opposites. You seem very outgoing and he's more like introverted reserved. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't talk to anybody. So I didn't know (laughs) that. He always just talked to me. Um, And yeah, a bunch of the girls were like, I guess he like likes you. He's always hanging around and like waiting for you and talking to you and like he it's so weird so now everybody comes to me to talk to him I'm like (laughs) I'm like he's like I'm like the face of the company over here (laughs) that's so great um but uh yeah we we've we started dating and then we just kept going and decided to get married and decided to make it a forever thing. yeah we just we just kept on going with it but now they also because I was watching Smackdown last night you're your like dating relationship is part of the narrative on WWE. Sometimes, every now and then, it comes in that happened with that uh, with Miz and Maurice. Yeah, because you got ago. slapped in the you got slapped uh, in the fucking face the other I night. I did. I got slapped so hard. I was gonna. I've been waiting to ask about this because <laughs> Brooks and I were going fucking nuts watching it. And she being like, she got slapped. Me. <laughs> oh my god, it's she the Miz's wife, so right? Good. Yeah, yeah. I had never been slapped before. I mean, I can't think of any time I've been slapped like that. You would remember, I, I would imagine. I mean, I played sports a lot. I've definitely been in a couple scrappy little fights, but not a straight woman to woman slap in real the face. Deal. I was like, there's no way this was faked. Uh, like she went. She for gave it, it to wow. me. Yeah. My, I, my ear was ringing for a bit. So waiting to do that, we we were shooting it and we we had pre-taped it. But as we kept going to shoot it, like they're like, stop lighting, stop <gasps> audio. I'm like, oh, just get I'm just it. sitting there waiting to do like the slow turn yeah. and be smashed in the <laughs> face. And they kept like psyching me out. Oh man. It was terrible. But um, and then so I slapped Miz prior to that. Yeah, I saw that too. But I missed. You said like with a microphone. Connect. So I I I like dropped the microphone. And I was trying to get advice from everybody. And they're like, just make sure you keep looking at his face. You're going to miss. Of course, I didn't. I like turned and did this like emphatic slap and didn't hit him. But I I, like grazed his chin. Not that anybody would know looking at that. But I was like, I was so mad that I didn't connect with him. And then Maurice got me so good. I'm like, can we have a redo? Yeah. But maybe it's a good, maybe it's a good sign of your personality that you didn't you weren't able to slap right. someone on command perfectly. <laughs> right. I mean, Miz is very slappable, but I missed the opportunity. Uh, but it was really fun. And so they sprinkle in here and there the relationship between you and Dean. Yeah. In like light little areas. Like I had the thing with Samoa Joe the other week um, right. where he said that my husband's He's make- living off my paycheck. Yeah. What I a s- life. Go girls. Scandalous. I know, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies, get information. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes up every now and then, but we never like hit on it too hard. It's not heavy handed. No, yeah. never. Because even like when we were doing Total Divas, like we would kind of touch on it. But even when we were doing Total Divas, that our narrative in that was still very much um, playing into like our WWE roles. Gotcha. More than how we actually are. Because we're so like mellow and regular in real life, but... You're human beings. Yo, yeah. yeah, we're so lame. <laughs> like, we're so boring and lame. But 
So do you guys, how far in advance do you know what the narrative's going to be? Do you find out like that morning, like this is what we're doing tonight? Or is yeah. it really? Not even in the morning. Like I, we get to the building at like two o'clock usually. And like mm. sometime uh, when they get out of uh, the meeting for the show, I'll so like, yeah, even like the stuff with Joe. I didn't know about that until like, Later, I just they gave me the thing. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is where we're going with this." Oh, interesting. So yeah, it can kind of pop up like that, sort of. Interesting. Do you get feed? Like, are you allowed to give feedback or like suggest if you're like, "I have an idea for the way this could go." That's really interesting. Definitely, yeah. I mean, there's so many writers there, and definitely you can like grab someone's ear and pitch some ideas for stuff. Yeah, that's that's always like best case scenarios to get in and kind of be able to pitch some of your own stuff. I don't get to do that too much because I'm not usually involved in the storylines that much, but. Every now and then, like with the stuff with Ms. and Maurice, like we had some more ideas of stuff to do with that. But um, yeah, we just didn't end up going that way. But we were doing Talking Smack at the time, too, which was a more of a freeform show. Right. So we kind of built that narrative ourselves. Gotcha. And then it got brought into the storyline for SmackDown. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you guys have collectively or like individually a particular town that you guys like performing in the most or like? Ooh, because um, you guys travel constantly. And so you've been to probably the biggest and smallest towns yeah. in the U.S. and seen the <laughs> craziest fans and audiences. Is there a particular show or audience that you're like, this was so memorable? Um, I mean, I always love going home. I love being in Toronto. I think, like, oh, yeah. yeah, being in Toronto and being able to go, whether it's at the Rico Coliseum or at the Air Canada Center. Shout out to Canada. Hey. Um, but yeah, I love being there. And also, like, the fan base in Canada is really big. And so many of... Is it? Huge, huge. Yeah, Canadians love wrestling. And also, so many Canadians are wrestlers. There's oh. so many. There's, like, a real flock of Canadians. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, a bunch. Wait, is Cena Canadian? No, Cena's not. But, um, like, Jericho is. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Edge is, Christian, uh, Bobby Roode is, um, Ty Dillinger. I didn't realize that. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, we're really... What are you guys bre- doing up there? How are you breeding all of these wrestlers? <laughs> it's so weird. I feel like we breed like wrestlers and comedians. It's so really? weird. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Definitely comedians. I mean, definitely. there's a lot of oh, Canadian yeah. comedy writers. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, when I first got out of high school, I did... Um, I went to Second City right away and like going in there and seeing like all of the people up oh, there yeah. was like... Yeah, it was very fascinating to me. Um, speaking of things that are funny and fascinating, uh, you're a Bachelor fan. Oh, oh, baby, am I? <laughs> sure am. Oh, yeah, like already I was like texting John. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and record, get home. We'll gear up Bachelor and <laughs> oh, yeah. shut it down. I've been following the season. I started watching yesterday. I'm all caught but up. Do you normally watch the show? I started watching, Brooks and I started watching um the last bachelorette like okay. a little into it with and rachel with rachel okay. and then we watched bachelor in paradise obvious. oh that's the good smile and that was the one that was like this we thought this was gross this got really gross yeah and it's but you can't take your eyes off of it because oh it's God. just the it's these people that are all like kind of rejects or like fan favorites get put on an <laughs> island to try and hook up with each other from like yeah. weird past season so we yeah. only started watching during Nick's season which was just the last bachelor okay because we had been watching like some serious shows and anytime we sit down and have like a cocktail while we're watching a show we start talking over everything so right like, exactly we need a new show that we can like put on the background uh-huh little did we know so you how guys watch it together we were gonna be. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah definitely like he is not allowed to watch that shit without me like, <laughs> no way it's so addictive it's great and it's funny like hearing his commentary toward it right yeah i'm like oh my god who are you where did these opinions <laughs> come from so he actually subbed in on my podcast last week and we talked about the bachelor on oh, it oh that's yeah. amazing i know it's so ridiculous what are your thoughts on the current season 
Well, I think that Ari's a bit of a dud. He's a doof. Yeah, I'm not into him. He's very boring, and I think they all know that. And so they're trying to skirt around it. And I just read a headline um, earlier today that said that he's he doesn't support all of the women crying during the episode. I guess his ex-girlfriend said this, so I want to see what kind of shit happens oh. when he cries. Or like when they cry. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think like someone needs to come in and stir the pot like Corinne did. Because Corinne was like the shit disturber. She like really brought the party where like these women are all pretty tame. Granted, it was just one episode. I haven't seen the next episode. Bibiana. She's going to crank it out. They're trying. You can tell because I watch Unreal too, the scripted version. I've heard that's awesome. I haven't watched it. It's so good, but it might also be, Mamrie won't watch it because it's going to ruin a lot of what like the pureness of The Bachelor and not thinking about the producers off camera as much and and wanting to believe that these are all organic moments. I did a reality show and I still buy into it. I'm like, I think it's real. I don't think that was produced. I don't know. I think they just went with it. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating, but it's also so so bizarre because I can already see a bunch of stuff this season on The Bachelor. Literally, it's blurring the line because it's like characters from Unreal were identical to the people that are happening. It's like, yeah, this girl that's like from Yale and like all it's very it's so weird that it's like so mapping perfectly over itself. Ah, I I should watch that. I want to sync them up. But I I would watch The Bachelor first and then in an off season watch Unreal. So it doesn't kind of coincide with just the pure smut that is The Bachelor. How old do you think Becca's going to be? She's 22. We already looked no, this up. Really? Sorry. Yeah. That was the first thing that I was why like, is why is this such a spoiler? Why? Well, who cares? I don't know. Because there's girls on it that are like 26 and I thought she was going to be like, I thought she was going to be like 32. I, I was like, she's, she's either 18, but she's drinking red wine, obviously, in front of the cameras. Or she's going to be like 44. And we're going to be like, what did you do to your <laughs> face? I thought she was going to be younger. I thought she was going to be older than she actually looked. I'm like, I don't think she's going to come in and be 18. There's no way the producers would allow it. I know. And it's like. Well, 18, I guess. And especially in the era that is the Me Too movement and everything right now yes. that I'm like this is too much for them to even like dabble with 100%. right now 100% they're and, walking a fine line yeah exactly <laughs> but it is such an addictive and the fact that they've made episodes like two hours yes each, they're like mini movies every yeah. single episode that it's like give the people what they want I'm not gonna lie though that time flies by <laughs> I know I would love another hour if you guys want to add another hour I'm okay I'm with in, that. I, I got in last week and we watched it like first thing in the morning like true psychopaths <laughs> <laughs> Normally, like, you need wine with that. And we, I've been, like, dying to get home to watch. I'm like, put it on. Yeah. Oh, I need to watch that full parade of them getting out in their cars and their stupid gowns. What's with the gowns? I Somebody know. get a pantsuit. I was just thinking this yesterday. I was like, you would stand out so much more yeah. if you came in in a jumpsuit instead of a gown. Yeah, that's what my girlfriend Stacy said. I'm like, I'm with you on that. Because also, who, gowns are stupid. They make them blend all, into the crowd. Yeah, they make them all look like they're at prom constantly yeah. as adults. It's Mm-mm. very bizarre. Um, I also love, you'll see in the show Unreal that they're constantly, there's someone with a hose just hosing down the ground because it looks like it's always <laughs> freshly rained directly <laughs> outside of the mansion. It's so good. Um, okay, so you live in Vegas full time. Yeah. What's your, that like? Yeah, what's that like? In between, you go you go do these crazy events and then you come back to Las Vegas right. at, in your downtime. <laughs> so before I moved there, I sort of had that same idea. I'm like, First of all, John, why'd you move to Vegas? That's weird. <laughs> uh, but it's a tax-free state. So oh, right. as independent performers, it's, oh, okay. it's the thing to do. Yeah, you guys are suckers in California. Yeah, big time. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, we pay a lot of taxes Oh, here. yeah. When I lived in New York, the first year I moved there, when I came from Canada and I got like my, my tax bill, I'm like, Oh, it's like, what? yeah, yeah it's I, who's going to pay this? I know. When <laughs> oh I, my, God. my stepmom did my taxes my first year in New York and just 
called me on the phone and was like, we need to talk. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. I, I was yeah. so sad. Um, but yeah, you live in Vegas and you get to be rich. It's nice. Um, <laughs> but but uh, you guys travel so much that I feel like you we don't, don't do have anything. to spend that full time in Vegas. So it probably feels just like a normal place to live. So it feels super normal to me. I'm more of like a city girl, like living in Toronto and living in New York. Like I've always been like way more of a city person. Take the subway, walk everywhere. Yeah. Weird little mom and pa shops and one off places where like now it feels so like America to me. There's like strip malls and I have right. a car and like we have a backyard. Right. Um, so that part of it's, you know, that part of it's nice. But yeah, we just live in the suburbs and it is like a way more normal life than I've actually lived before. Like it's yeah. super quiet. I know one of my neighbors. His name's Joe. Great. Hi, Joe. Thanks for taking <laughs> out our garbage. An avid <laughs> listener, not too deep. Uh, yeah, I guess you forget that there's suburbs in Vegas. There is. And like, uh, so we went out last week and normally when we're home, we just have two days that we're home together. So right. we just like, we really hang we out. We Postmates in food yeah. and we just like shut it down. We have like, one place we like to go out to dinner. But so now that John's home more, last week we went out and went to like this first Friday art festival thing oh, and uh, went to like these cool like dive bars that we had not been to. But as far as like going on this trip, we only really do that when we've got family in town. Because everyone okay. wants like that Vegas experience. I'm like, oh, yeah, grown. I guess it's the same as like when you live in New York and your parents come in, you have to take them to Times Square. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Ugh, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll go pass do through. Keep your head up. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Move. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. Um, and you're a huge huge Bob Dylan fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just like a huge music fan in general. I love Bob Dylan. I'm a huge, so I got, my name Renee Young is from Neil Young. Well, that's what I was going to ask. How that. did you yeah. pick your name? Yeah, so my name originally was supposed to be Renee Sterling, um, which I thought sounded like a stripper name, as I think <laughs> anybody can um, So, and I didn't even know that my name was going to be changed. So when I like got an email with like the subject, Renee Sterling, I was like, What? What do you mean? Oh, weird. So the, they didn't give you any heads up. They're like, we're going to give you a stage name. Well, I think it was just natural for them to do that for most people. Sure. I just didn't know that I was like walking into that. Oh, yeah. Because I'd already been on TV for a while in Canada. I was like, wait, what? I'm changing my name. Um, so anyway, so I, I didn't want to do Sterling. So I gave them a couple different other options. But I did um, did Audrey Hepburn's real last name, which is Rustin. Oh. I did Prince, which is Rogers. Um, and oh, I that's... did Ryan, which is like my closest aunt's uh -huh. uh, married name. And then Young from Neil Young. And I really wanted the alliteration and they squashed yeah. it. But you wanted to sound like a superhero. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I really wanted Renee Ryan. Um, oh, but, yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, I like that one. But yeah, Renee Young. So I still even when I like sign like an autograph or something, I just I just sign Renee because I can't write out Young. It looks so weird. Really? Yeah. Every time I try to do like a, a Y, I'm like, ooh, how ugh. do you do that? I just scribble it off. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, have you been to any amazing shows lately, like concerts or anything like that? Um, gosh, I'm sure you guys hardly have that much free time. No, we do go. To, we actually do go to concerts quite a bit. We were supposed to go to Willie Nelson this week, but he just canceled because he's sick and lost his voice. Or oh, he whoa. can't breathe. He's also like a thousand years old. Right. Yeah. I was going to say he's he still, smokes a lot of weed. Oh my, he parties, man. <laughs> he parties. Um, so we went to UFC the other week. That's not a concert, though. Um, but that's, but that's a good just show. something that we did. <laughs> What's like the last concert we went to? Um. You don't even remember where you flew in from this morning, we, so you, you don't know, have to know this. <laughs> we do, we do go to a lot of concerts. I'm just trying to think what the actual we we saw. Maybe Ben Harper might have been one of the last ones oh, we went to. That's cool. That seems chill. Yeah, Noel Gallagher's coming through. Like, I have ones coming up. Queens of the Stone Age are coming through. Oh, Ooh. that'll be a good. Show. Yeah, they're great live. They're yeah. so good live. Um, that must be nice to live in Vegas to have that access to see people that come through 
obviously way more there than anywhere else. Well, that part of it's cool. So I actually do have like a bit of a gripe with it that it's cool that all these people come through, but it's always like the big shows. I like the small little club oh, shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like Toronto's so great for that. There's so many cool little oh, venues yeah. that you can like sneak in and see somebody really great in front oh, of like that's cool. a couple thousand people where Vegas is like a big big atmosphere so you kind of miss out on that but you do get to see oh oh actually shit we went to the misfits oh the fun week. oh cool yeah That's i hated cool. it oh hated it. <laughs> i don't like the misfits oh, well, no then. it's like why'd you go <laughs> so john really wanted to go and i'm like yeah sure i mean i'll go check it out they're yeah. legends of course i'll go see it. i liked it for about 30 minutes and i was like okay You're like, i got it I, I've maxed out. and then i went to go get a drink to buy some time and they shut it down so oh, i just had the to worst. like i had to face the truth Oh, that's when you're like, and yeah. now I'm officially stuck <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. That's So that's why I didn't remember. I mentally blocked it. There you go. You but repressed I know people, it. People are going to be mad about that. I know people like the Misfits, blah, blah, blah. She gave it a shot. I did. I also just said I listened to Bob Dylan and Neil Young, so it's not my demographic. There you go. Yeah. Um, who's been, because I feel like every time I've gone to a WWE event, it's the weirdest hodgepodge of who's there. Oh, yeah. And so who for you has been like either the coolest or weirdest, like this person's here? Like, we were people were tweeting at me that like the guy from Tool was like two rows behind <laughs> us when we were there. Yeah, especially ago. at the LA shows, like yeah. you're like surprised at some of the people that show up. The first one of the first ones we went to, the kid that is in um, Evan Hansen or whatever. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear, yeah, that what kid. is that? I don't even know. I don't know. That yeah, was. Uh, Ben Platt was there what? in the front row. I don't yeah. know who Whoa. that is. I don't know. He's that like is. The, the star of a Broadway show. He just oh. finished his Broadway run. Oh wow! He was in Pitch Perfect, and then oh, okay. he got this, and he like won all the awards. Yeah, for he won the, like the Tony for. But wow. he was like, performance. it was before he had started on Broadway, and it was like. That kid from Pitch Perfect is right up front there, <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like weird... some of the people from Pitch Perfect have come before because Lana was like in Pitch Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. So she knows That's some right. of the people yes, from yes, that. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm seeing Anna Kendrick was there, and I went up to her and I was like, "Oh my god!" I just after she did that movie, um, Happy Christmas. Okay. And I, I loved it. I was like, "Oh my god, I loved your movie!" And she was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> She's someone I would be too afraid to walk up and say I hi was, to. But I really felt like I had this connection because I watched this movie <laughs> and I. I, was, I thought I like had my finger on the pulse because it was like this new movie that came out. It was very indie. Yeah. I loved your movie. And she was like, beat it. I'm in catering. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else have we had back there that's been like weird? My big one was Shaq. I've always <gasps> wanted to see Shaq. Like, I've been I'm trying to manifest him as a guest on the podcast for like two years now. So I hope that you do. And I hope that it's great because my experience was not great. Really? It was at WrestleMania. And I was like, I've always said Shaq is one of the main people. I always want to do an interview yeah. with him. I want him to pick me up. I want us to <laughs> live together and just be happy. So I was up. This was WrestleMania in Dallas, I want to say. Okay. Um, and our panel stage was like way up on the other side of the stadium. And he comes running out during one of the pre during the pre-show. And I was uh -huh. like, oh my God, I didn't know that Shaq was here. So I'm like texting somebody, like, please let me do like a dot-com interview or something. Yeah. So I go like bolting down and I go to interview him. And he was like in like a not that he was in a bad mood, but he was like trying to get into like match mode. Oh. I wanted fun loving Shaq. I'm like, no, no, but like was he we're having a good time? He was gonna right. wrestle. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. I know. So I got like Shaq in so like angry face. performance. Yeah. Oh. I got that. And I was like, can we just have fun? I read your book. <laughs> Actually, you that want, was another one too. I think I just like, like the, maybe I'm trying too hard because I did that to Bill Simmons one time too. I was like, oh, I read the book of basketball. It's really great. It helped my career because I didn't know anything about basketball. And yeah. he was like, you didn't read it. He didn't say that. But, but I, you could get it's that like, vibe. It's like a huge Bible that he was like, there's no way you read that. I was like, <laughs> no, seriously, I had to do a basketball show and I didn't know anything about it. So That's I read your book. 
Amazing. I've also heard uh, Lee Newton was telling us that she interviewed him, Jack, once, and he's just a mumbler. And so she was like, I was just staring at his jaw the whole time to try and understand what he was saying. And I looked like a psycho just being like, what is going on? Come again? Yeah. So maybe he wouldn't be necessarily the best. Maybe for like, maybe for like a five minute like snippet to just like do like some rapid fire or something. Yeah. I feel like he would get so bored immediately and be like, I'm done. Could you imagine him sitting here on this couch? That's all I want. I feel like he would take take over the the entire couch. That's what I would. That's what I want though. I just want to feel like I'm five nine. So my whole life. I felt like a tall lady. I just want to feel little. Yes. I just He's your want guy. to feel little. He is your guy. Um, we're going to take a break in a second. But before we do, other than The Bachelor, what show are you obsessed with right now? And if you could tell us why we should watch it. Oh, This Is Us. But everybody loves that show, right? Do I haven't. Watch it? I haven't seen it. <gasps> Great. I know. I've heard good things. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. Even the, the trailers make me sad and emotional. I've actually never. I don't think I've ever cried in it, but. I'm a psychopath, um, but I love it. I mean, I get the feeling and the emotion. The dad's like this charming babe. Uh-huh. And I love that Mandy Moore has a new resurgence in her career. Yes. That makes me very happy. I think she's a great actress. So. Chrissy Metz. I mean, she's breaking down some mm-hmm. barriers. All of them are so great. I, I think like every character in the show has like a good story to tell. And everybody like me and John will watch it. I'm like, do you think like we're like Chrissy Metz and her husband? Or <laughs> we try to say like which one we are, which I think that that's us. Um, but yeah, that's my show. Okay. I really lean into it. We'll have to watch that. Jack, have you seen it? Oh, yeah, it's really good. And it has um, who's the guy who just won the Golden Globe? It's, um, um, Sterling. Yeah, he's in O.J. Simpson. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he was so, so amazing in that. Yeah. In the OJ. Yeah. And oh, he, and O.J. Yeah, yeah, he's great in that. As uh, Christopher Darden. And um, so he was the reason I started watching it. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, I, I watched it because of him. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is look, this looks like one of those like family dramas. I'm not gonna like this. And I was like, oh no, no this it's is good. smart. Really? That's what I thought. Yeah, I watched good. it thinking it would just be a thing that I was into. I was like, I'm gonna watch this in my own time when yeah, I feel no, like being good. a woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I feel like being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I like, I was I was talking about it so much to John that he started watching it separately uh-huh. for me. So now on season two, we're like in it together to You've watch. Converged. Yeah, and I also just started watching because I keep waking up at like five in the morning I'm like living this double life yeah where I wake up and I watch the crown and then I go back to sleep mm. so great. I started watching the crown yeah I love finding out about this uh, royal family drama my mom the dirt. highly recommends the crown I haven't seen it yet but I've heard it's great amazing things. everyone yeah. was telling me about it and I didn't think it'd be a thing that I would care about I'm like oh, I don't know if I'm gonna be into it um but it is really great okay yeah definitely right. get into the crown Claire Foy is so incredible oh my god That's I will so good. add stoic to, B to my yeah. to watch list um, cool. We're going to take a quick break, really quick, and then we'll be back with some Twitter questions for Renee Paquette, a.k.a. Renee Young. Yay. We'll be right <laughs> back with more Not Too Deep after this. Uh-oh, get ready. On Monday, February 26th, the premiere of an amazing new show on NBC called Good Girls Happens. It stars six time Emmy nominee Christina Hendricks, as well as Retta and Mae Whitman as three best friends who suddenly find themselves desperately in need of cash money. Beth's cheating husband has left her family hopelessly in debt and they could lose their home. Annie's ex is suing for custody and she can't afford a lawyer. And Ruby needs some serious cash to afford the life-saving medical treatment her daughter needs. So what do they do? Obviously, these three suburban moms take matters into their own hands and pull a one-time heist, scoring them more money than they could have ever imagined and more trouble 
than they bargained for. The critics love Good Girls, calling it hilarious, fun, just what you need. Vogue.com raves, get ready to be hooked. From the writer of Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, don't miss Good Girls, premiering right after the all-new season of The Voice with the return of Alicia Keys and a brand new coach, you guessed it, Kelly Clarkson. Monday, February 26th on NBC. Okay, here's a question then. If you got a sponsorship or what would be your dream ad dream sponsorship oh is there a company or a product or a thing Hmm. or a person that you're like if i could be in that commercial i would be so goddamn happy oh god what is a good commercial well this isn't even like for me it's not even commercial maybe i've talked about this is like we just want to be refs at the puppy bowl one year oh (laughs) that's that's a good idea that's That's really good but they decide that so much earlier than you think really yeah we tried last year but they were like who do they normally have they like bring in people for it it's always like a weird like b-list celebrity or like a random something yeah i looked up um the starting lineup of the puppy bowl came out a few days ago highly recommend (laughs) and speaking of like athletics if you want to go through the lineup it looks like it's the (laughs) it's a strong strong line yeah it's the fluff versus team rough oh my god yeah my My biggest thing that i keep trying to um rally for right now is i really want to be in a hallmark christmas movie Like so bad. I can I see feel that like you happening. Can manifest that. I'm yeah. tra- Listen, I'm definitely <laughs> trying. I'm tweeting it out every couple of days. I'm like still thinking about it. If Melissa Joan Hart can be right? in a Hallmark movie, yeah, I this think feels like Candace a very Cameron, attainable goal. Candace right? Cameron is like the queen of the Hallmark <laughs> there channel. You go. She is, yeah. And she's also become. I, I, I looked at her Instagram the other day, and she's like in incredible shape. How she cranked oh. out three kids. Uh, and she have three kids. Yeah. One of her kids is like 20 and she looks amazing. I watched Fuller House and I was like, how did DJ get so hot? (laughs) (laughs) What happened here? Anyways, Hallmark, I'm coming for you, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I want that to be the name of the movie (laughs) that you make on the channel. It'll be perfect. I just like, you know, like that, that, um, documentary of like, uh, that Drew Barrymore one. Like, I, I love you, Drew, or oh, something. Yeah. I'm going to oh, do that yeah. for yes. Hallmark. I'm going to, like, document mm-hmm. my journey of getting to the Hallmark channel. <laughs> oh, I would love that. just stalking the Hallmark <laughs> yeah. channel. I'm, I'm here for that. my audition. Let me in. This feels, like, this feels like two phone calls to your agent. I feel like yeah. this is very attainable goal, Renee. Yeah. <laughs> I should really loop my agents into this conversation. <laughs> We're rooting for you. <laughs> um, okay, before we get into Twitter questions, I want to ask you the two questions that we ask every single guest that's on the podcast. Okay. The first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Whew. Um. God, cold spaghetti, long cold noodles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for any of you that didn't know what cold spaghetti was, I'm gonna describe it while I think of my target. Because it can also be a positive or a negative thing. It's all in how you wish to toss said noodle at said person or thing. It's all. It's all about the intention behind. Listen, if the I'm toss. throwing cold noodles at somebody, there's some intent behind. Yeah. <laughs> um. God, who do I really hate? Who's somebody that I don't like? It's what I ask I myself like, every morning. I feel like I have a hard time thinking about this because usually anybody that I really don't like, they're like gone from my brain. So I'm not like, man, I'm not like thinking about my right. anger toward who. Okay, who's somebody that's like has like just like a face that's good for, for throwing stuff at? Um. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna say Niles Crane from Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Think of his reaction. He would be so mad. Wow. Who has a face that's good for throwing things at? Niles Crane. <laughs> Do you think he would call Maris? 
No, no, Maris would hate that he had carbs thrown at him. Are you kidding? Oh my God. That's such a good answer. What a great answer. And one we have yet to receive on yeah. the podcast. So well, thank you. Take that, Niles. <laughs> um, okay, the other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Um, Union Square Apple Cider Taxi Cab. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Without I mean, hesitation. I feel like that was, you know, how they do like Alpha Eagle over like Morse code. Oh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. As a means in like war to describe what you're doing. Yes. I feel like we just received, was it Foxtrot or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Foxtrot Tango. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, okay, I, well, I, no. I, um, I harbor moments from that day it was a really dark day well, <laughs> no sweating thinking about questions. it <laughs> uh, instead let's move to some twitter questions <laughs> right. okay this is from dean's dolph and they want to know were you ever a wrestling fan growing up i was yeah um you know when they have like that don't try this at home waiver which i of course um agree with that <laughs> um but friends and friends of mine and i we would like yeah like wrestle on like the front lawn and, like pretend like we're the undertaker and like try to tombstone each other oh, that's so um, <laughs> and then yeah when i was like young I was probably like 12 and my dad um, works in the music business but for a while he was working um, at one of the other venues in Toronto and I got to go to um, I got to go to Wrestlemania and yeah I got to see like Mick Foley and and Edge and The Rock and China like that was like such a larger than life experience to like see them that's so cool yeah so it was like such a weird thing when I like got back into into wrestling and working with it and seeing like how many people are still around and mm-hmm. what, how their careers kind of turned out. So yeah, it's cool. And you see the behind the scenes. Yeah, which just is knowing like, them as human beings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. That's very cool. Um, okay, Jess Kelsey 15 wants to know, if you had to listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Hmm. That seems like a tough question. That is. That's a really loaded question. Um, Or... You don't have an answer for this like off the top of your head? What, do you have I, one? Oh, 100%. Oh, what's yours? yours? Sergeant Peppers. Oh, that's a good one. Of course. Yeah. Because it really goes up and down. and Gives you some variety. Yeah, a lot Yeah, I need a little variety package. I would say um, the Benz Radiohead. Ooh. Yeah. My second choice would have been a oh. radio. It wouldn't be the Benz. It would be OK, okay Computer. computer? Yeah. See, but I it's li- just too I dark. Like- I can't listen. It just it would depress me <laughs> if I only listen to that. I see. I really, the Benz is great, I really though. like sad, weird music like that. Like, I like to just put it on. It doesn't make me sad, though. I just, I like it. Um, but the Benz, I think, has a little more, uh, it goes up and down a little bit more. It does, more. yeah. That's why I feel like Radiohead, in general, is a solid answer. That's great. What's yours? Do you have one? I am not like a Jock huge... Jams. Jock Jams. Jock Jams. Yeah. <laughs> pump, no. pump the jam. You'll pump yeah. it up. She loves that yeah, shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's what I call music one through like 86. It's <laughs> just really great. Um, yeah, I'm so... I'm not really a music person. I listen what? to such like pop culture because I listen to music to like pump me up. Okay. It's rare until like Adele came out that I listened oh. to music that I was like, I'm not even going through a breakup, but I like to feel sad right now. <laughs> yeah, this is listen, great. Listen to the bands. Okay. You'll be into it. I'll have to go back and listen yeah, to all the sad music. I miss. Oh, someone wants to know, what's your favorite memory from being in the business so far? Um... My favorite, you know what? I would have to say one of my favorite memories is uh, we were in we were in Virginia and I did an in ring interview with Ric Flair. <gasps> so having him come down and doing the uh, the whole Virginia thing, 
with wow. him and him just like him in like full Ric Flair mode. I was like, ooh, Renee. Uh, <laughs> probably that. I mean, honestly, I feel like there's actually so many fun moments with Ric Flair. Uh, but I feel like that one specifically, like actually like working wise, I can remember that so specifically. That's um, so cool. I watched his 30 for 30 and it's pretty intense. Yeah. It's really, it starts out. Have you seen it, Jack? No. It's, I highly recommend. It's like oh, the yeah. first half is like, oh my God, he's so cool. There are no consequences to any of your actions. And the second <laughs> half, you're like, yeah. your body fights back when uh, you do does. certain things to it. Yeah. But it's really fascinating. It's really interesting. Yeah, he's a great dude. Um, Yeah, I feel like anything with anything to do with Rick has always been great. Um, And yeah, I think, I think probably doing uh, my first WrestleMania and getting to do like a full like two hour panel and oh, cool. working and having like, Shawn Michaels come on or even getting to do um did a, a Survivor Series panel with Shawn Michaels uh in San Antonio that was And what really is cool. that? What's Survivor Series? Survivor Series like another one of our major paper like our main we gotcha. have like our four major pay-per-views which is uh WrestleMania, um Survivor Series, SummerSlam and uh Royal Rumble. Got it. So yeah, those are, and then all the other ones in between that. So many. Yeah, so many. This is a really fun question and I'm curious your answer. Uh, D. Mary wants to know which wrestler other than Ambrose reminds you the most of your dog, Blue. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Um, I would have to say probably Samoa Joe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're both like, they have like similar body types, but are like very lovely creatures. Uh-huh. Both yeah. of them, like they could both like be like these imposing beasts with like a big bark, but then like they're just a good time. They're just sweet. Yeah, at yeah you just want to like hang out with them and like, that's so cuddle fun. them and pinch them and love them. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a good question. I know. That's I like, like what's that. the answer? Okay, this is from Real Smallins, and they want to know if you had to fight one of the bachelors, which one would you fight? Bonus pick: two bachelors and a tag partner. Oh, okay. Oh, bonus: pick two bachelors and a tag partner. Okay. Well, I only know Nick and Ari. Okay. So I can't really go much farther than that. There you go. So, um, but I would. I think I would rather. I think, well, I would have to fight Ari, I guess, because I think I'd beat him up. (laughs) I think I would win. Yeah, he's tall, but like, I could take him down. I got like a low center of gravity. (laughs) I don't think he'd put up much of a fight. No, he'd start crying and I'd be like, oh, I guess we're done. Yeah, they really tout him as this like race car driver. Yeah, they're buying into it. He won one race once years and years ago, but he's the son of like a famous race car driver. Uh. Riding those coattails right to bachelor stardom. Nailed it. Uh, okay <laughs> this is from Bert Bert aka Brett wants to know what would your tag team name be and more importantly what sort of matching ring gear would you wear oh god um well I guess I would have to decide who my partner was going to be before I move forward on any of that if I had to pick like a tag team partner um and now you were saying too that they're doing these the, the um, mixed match challenge right so if you had to pick a mixed match partner who would you choose? Well, obviously, I would choose uh, my husband. That's a great answer. So I would, I would have to go with him. <laughs> but if you got so, to design your ringside costumes, oh different God, than I would love he... to deviate from his in-ring gear. Like, <laughs> listen up, wife beaters and ripped jeans. We're moving on. Um, I would put us both in cut-off jean shorts and like crop 
hoodies. Uh, that would be in like really bulky knee pads. I think so. You'd just be like roller derby girls, yeah. <laughs> which is a real dream of mine. Uh, Have you ever done it? So I haven't done it, but I've I've gone down to like interview them before, like a million years ago with a show I used to do. Uh-huh. Um, and then I talked about my podcast before, and then they like started reaching out to me, like while we're having our tryouts, and I'm like, ooh, is this like derby dolls? Oh or, yeah, really? Like they, it, so, and then we That's saw so them. They had like a tent set up at that first Friday thing we went to the other week. Um, and then John texted me my horoscope yesterday for some weird reason. <laughs> He's like, I'm just sending you this. I was like, what? Are you reading our star sign? Um, but it, I said a thing in there like, you need to try a new sport and really get into it. I'm like, oh my God, Roller Derby's talking to me through my stars. It might so be. If I do it, um, I, God, I picked out a derby name too. What was it? Oh, right. Because it has to be like. I think it was going to be Allison Chains. Oh, that's good. Maybe that's good. something like that. Do you have experience like skating? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's where my uh, my audition would fall flat. You would be easy to take down. You're oh, tall big time. and skinny. And I would fall before anyone <laughs> even touched me. I would go into that would be my fight or flight mode is like flight, flight, flight. You're pretty good at roller skating. I fall hard when I fall. Yeah, okay, I don't have fair. a good center of balance. You need to like all. learn how to fall too. Cause if you right. just like wipe out, you're gonna hurt yourself. I watched it's recently dangerous. the Try Guys did a thing where they learned how to roller derby and uh, it's it's pretty intense. It's duty. Yeah. yeah. And and super specific. They had to learn exactly how to fall if you're gonna get pushed down so you don't hurt your joints and everything. Ooh. I um drunkenly bought roller skates more, <laughs> actually more than once i have roller blades and roller skates oh. um they both sit together in the garage um <laughs> but i put them on and yeah putting on roller skates is much different than roller blades roller skates are oh, impossible you have to tie them up forever you tie them up forever and you have to like you can't just stand up you have to like crouch your way up oh, i stood yeah. up and almost like wiped out like yeah it was bad yeah because you can't i was zipping around my dining room though. on roller blades you can like tilt rollerblades so you can basically yeah. like walk with them yeah it's like ice skating right rollerblades yeah yeah roller skates is like you're on two separate skateboards yeah at the same time that aren't stopping even though you have that little break in- and you like yeah you like push out you don't it's very weird i you, you can youtube but i did there's a whole tutorial <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think you in roller derby makes a lot of sense so. i think i'd be a ringer at it yeah i think i could really do some damage i think putting it out there as yeah. like a possible like side project what if be- i did like a hallmark roller derby <laughs> <laughs> uh this fits a niche that is underrepresented <laughs> I agree. in the entertainment industry right I now. I liked Whip It. Yeah. They- <laughs> um, okay. Eleni Lenlen wants to know if you could call a match, what would be your dream match to call? Oh, probably the all-women Royal Rumble that's coming up. Whoa. Yeah, it would be that. Like, I think it would be like that. I would definitely want to, like, go out and, like, represent with the women. Yeah. And with seeing, like, so many of of the the women superstars going out and, like, breaking down all these barriers, to be able to jump on and do something like that with them would be really cool. It's been super cool. And I had no idea. We went to WrestleMania for the first time last year. And watching, like, just the women's fight. And there was, like, controversy because I guess they scratched, like, a women's fight right before... They put it in like the preview show, not the main show. Right. And so everyone was like, why are you taking time away from the women? And then the the fight that was there was like Charlotte Flair and Bailey and, and Sasha. Yeah. And Sasha. Yeah. It was so impressive. It was so cool. They're amazing. And watching that being like, this has come a long way. And I hope that people realize yeah. like everyone in this stadium is going nuts for these women. And they're it's so, so insanely cool. talented. It was so cool. when we were like in Dallas and getting to see like driving up there and seeing like all of their names is like the marquee like oh, faces cool. when you get there. Like that was that was really cool. It was like such a proud moment of like me being able to like see them in like their careers and where they've just been able to take 
everything for women. It's really badass. And yeah, yeah. and now like in three weeks is the first uh, All Women's Royal Rumble. So it'll be interesting to see who shows up, who does Ooh. what. Yeah, it's gonna be really badass. I mean, do you watch that show, the Netflix show Glow at oh, all? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they were all there one night yeah. when we were there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see cool. Alison Brie. I was really bummed. They probably would have been like, I love your show. And she would have like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then be like, Renee, you got to stop doing this yeah, to the people cool that show up. it down. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, you know, in like mainstream pop culture is like, shining more of a light on like the resurgence of like women in this yeah. sport are actually mm -hmm. really talented and really great. Definitely. I mean, they, you know, they put their bodies on the line just like anybody else. And yeah, they put together these matches and they tear the house down. They get to be like in front and center. It's yeah. Awesome. And they're super athletic. Oh my God. I feel like there's that stigma that when you watch men fight and then all of a sudden you watch the ladies fight, you're like, this is so much less entertaining because right. they can't do as many tricks as the guys are doing, but they can. They certainly can. And they yeah, can they're do badass. And they're so much more flexible than a lot of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. They can do so much more. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. That it's insane. Charlotte Flair does this like bridge thing. She's wild. That's so, it's like this crazy yoga pose, insane like thing <laughs> that you're just like, how is Her this Her whole body doesn't even make sense to me. I'm like, you're such like, you're such a genetic freak. Yeah. Like it's amazing. And when you watch the Ric Flair documentary about like how she got started just like because of her dad, like she didn't really want to, it didn't yeah, seem like. Yeah, her brother kind of talked her into yeah. it too. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah, she's great. I love watching her work. Great hair. She does great have great hair. hair. <laughs> great tone of blonde, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sister Abigail. Wants to know what's something you want to accomplish in your career that you haven't yet. Um. Hmm. Um. I think more so getting back to doing like some of my own shows okay. and getting to be like more of me on camera. Because you do your podcast, right? Yes. That's still happening. Yeah. And yeah. then you come in and out of doing WWE. So like, where's your main focus right now? Um. I guess right now, like I've I've got like a couple like uh, back burner things that I'm hoping to get working on in 2018. So cool. I've got those things happening, and yeah, I think just kind of like expanding, uh, expanding my role in WWF. I've done so many different things with them, uh, which has been great, and trying to see like what works, what doesn't work, right? Um, and like it's always like such a slow kind of build with the WWE fan base to like how much they're willing to kind of take from you, and not right. being a wrestler that they're like who what what right so i think like getting to do something that's a little more like in my wheelhouse um and yeah hopefully some of the stuff outside of wwe as well will kind of come together and work and put together some of those shows cool yeah and that was a very vague answer but... vague but exciting <laughs> that we'll take was it. a hallmark holiday and movie. a hallmark yes <laughs> yes guys and up and up uh edgar allen padea wants to know how many languages can you say hello in oh let's see hello hola Bonjour. Salut. Oh, that's just like another version of French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll take it. Sure. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Konnichiwa is not hello, right? I think it is. Is it? Yeah, that's hello. Sure. Konnichiwa. So we'll say at least four. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it a solid four. Four plus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Karen Murray wants to know if you could be in an 80s band, what would you... What would be your name and what kind of music would you play? Mm. But I'm going to expand on this. Okay. If you could join a pre-existing band, what band would you want to join? Oh, Let's say you had unlimited musical talent. You could play any instrument. You could sing any octave. Um, I think I would go Queen. I'm a huge oh. Queen fan. Uh -huh. If I could get in there with Freddie Mercury and tear oh, yeah. it up. Oh, my God. Freddie Mercury or anything with Blondie. I'm also pretty Blondie obsessed. Like, Debbie Harry is pretty badass. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would lean 
toward if I was doing like a full band like real show I would go Queen especially you watch like Queen in Montreal that's some good shit oh and his voice oh my god yeah I would say that or like maybe like some Bowie oh very cool or just Great like answers. just do like a, a remix of Under Pressure with mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury Bowie and moi <laughs> sold out uh, sometimes I watch the Queen performance at um What's the, the Wembley? Yeah, which is so insane. Oh to my get god, pumped up, it's, it's crazy. It's it's inhuman. How many people are in that Super audience? Human. Like, yeah, it's it gives me chills and it makes me excited. Did you ever see um the We Will Rock You musical? No. Oh my god, Unreal. We Will Rock You musical? Yeah, it's they it just come out and do all Queen songs and Brian May from Queen like put the whole show together. It's unbelievable. Was it like a traveling show? I think so. That's cool. Did I'm you, pretty sure. I haven't heard of it, no. What? I didn't know it, no. Was it just in Canada? <laughs> I'm like, did you dream this? Sometimes I have <laughs> weird things like that where I, mean, I have like was, references to well, things and like, they're just in Canada. There was Rock, really? Rock of Ages, which was like... Rock oh, of Ages. is that what it was called? Well, but it wasn't was, all but that wasn't all. But that wasn't all Queen. That was just like A bunch 80s of 80s. Okay, then no, not that. This one was and just it was on Queen. Broadway. Um, it might. Right? I don't know. I, Guys, let me know. Did yeah. I make that up? Just because we haven't heard of it doesn't mean it didn't exist. I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a sure there's tons potentially of potentially it might. No, I'm pretty sure that's it's yeah. a musical. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> like we I have confirmed. Like this is Black Mirror. What happened? <laughs> Where am I? I made it up. How often do you go back to Canada? Not often enough. Really? What do you miss most about it when you're here? Um, I miss um, Loonies and Toonies. Um, which is a really <laughs> yeah, your, your cartoon <laughs> money. That's so cute. <laughs> um, I think like my main thing in like Toronto, Tor- I, like I'm so like Toronto centric that like they've got the best restaurants. Yeah. Um, great concert venues. There's always like so much cool shit to do. But Toronto um, to me has always seemed like a much nicer New York. York. It like is a cleaner, smaller, more it's like friendly New York and Chicago yeah. had a clean little baby. Yeah, that exactly. Has a funny accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a great film festival. Yeah, yeah, great film festival. Yeah, like I think I miss stuff like that, but maybe that's just like a thing in Vegas too. Is like having like great places to go see good movies and like that like culture yeah. that kind of exists mm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my family, they're okay. But they always want to come visit visit us because they want to come to Vegas and they want to be in the sunshine. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that. I, I mean, just the people. I really like the... Everyone's so nice. What's the best time of year to go to Toronto? I would say the fall. Really? Yeah, summer or fall. It gets, like, muggy. I would say the fall. Yeah. I'm a fall person. Yeah, same. Everything's pretty in the fall. That's true. Yeah. I know. That's what I miss about that, like, two-week sweet window in New York where, like, leaves change yes. and everything is beautiful. Oh, it's and amazing. Yeah. This is perfect. And then it gets terrible. Yeah. Right after Christmas or yeah. right before Christmas, it gets bad. Um, This is from Dandy Halberg. He wants to know, please create a cocktail off the top of your head. Mm. Named after a WWE finishing move. Oh, my God. That's a <laughs> lofty request. <laughs> that, that is. It really is. Okay, let's think of, like, what is, like, a good wrestling move that we could use for this. Um, call it the... I don't know. I don't... I'm not up to date on my finishing moves. We'll call it the Bulldog. Perfect. Call it the running bulldog. <laughs> Wait, whose finishing move is this? <laughs> it's like, uh, it, it's not really a finishing move. It's just a wrestling move. Okay. So we won't call it like a finishing move. But, okay. Oh, call it the running bulldog. Um, and I'm a weird person that I like, like, dairy alcohol products. I know nobody oh, likes like Russians and, and stuff. stuff. Oh, yeah. I love that. And like rum chata. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. it. Sounds like a stomachache. <laughs> it's delicious. I have a cast iron skillet of a stomach, so nothing affects me. I can uh, eat anything. And it, God bless. It's great. Um, other than calorically. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say it'll be, I'll do rum chata. 
uh, and I will mix it with, um, actually, you know, what's so weird. The guy on the flight next to me this morning, he uh-huh. ordered a, a pineapple juice mixed with Coke. Mixed like Coca-Cola? Together. Yeah. Wow. That's very sweet. Isn't that weird? That's a lot of sugar. I know. It's like, word? I don't think that that would be delicious. Me neither, but I'm going to throw it. I wouldn't throw it into this drink, but it's, it's confusing enough that I'd want to try Me it. Me too. I yeah. know. <laughs> so what if you mixed rum chata with pineapple and Coke? That would be so horrible and it would certainly curdle. But within like a 30 second window, you just have to suck it back and see what happens. You make happens. a shot. You, yeah. make, you have to do the running bulldog. It's a running bulldog. Yeah, <laughs> it's a running bulldog. The bulldog is running to the toilet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not going to sit. Wow. Rum chata, pineapple, Coke. I mean, now yeah, I'm actually really bad. curious to try that. Um, Renee, we're getting to the end of the podcast. I know. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is super fun. But before you leave, we have a gift for you. What? Um, we have fortune cookies <gasps> that we're giving everyone. Yes. Where you can read your fortune. It's, okay. They're tailor-made for you. I love this. I'm very ASMR. So just do it right now. Yeah. Go for it. What's ASMR? Oh, we'll talk offline. It's <laughs> a whole <laughs> world. Okay, let's see what we have here. Lucky numbers. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, this thing is really folded up. Okay, it says, You shall continue to let Grace Helbig into your life as a loyal friend and confidant. Also, please let her pet Blue the dog. Done! Yay! (laughs) Yay! Wow, the universe. What a great fortune. (laughs) predicting such crazy things. Oh, my God, yes. Listen, you're going to have to come over to our house. Yes. We'll give you some weird running bulldogs and you pet the bulldog. (laughs) That is not a good idea. Uh, It'll be perfect. It'll be a safe zone. We've got guest rooms. It'll all work out. I love it. I love it. Renee, thank you so much for giving us your time. Where can people find you online? Sell cookie, guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was more for the fortune. Yeah, I mean, I really, I felt like eating it like solidified the content. Yeah, that people know that it's really it's a cookie real. that we gave you. Yes, you are welcome is. to spit that out in any I'm way committed. you please. I'm no, doing she's it. A cast iron skillet stomach. Yeah, she's bring fine. it. I don't, I don't care. care. I, don't, I don't have a care in the world. Um, so, where can people find you on social media online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Renee Young WWE. You can find me at Instagram at also Renee Young WWE. And you can also find uh, my podcast, which is called Regular Girls. Sweet. Yeah. And yeah. that's on like awesome. iTunes and SoundCloud and all yeah. that fun stuff. All the good stuff where Great. podcasts are. Well, make sure you guys are following Renee because she's one, just a lovely human being good. inside and out. Two, has Thanks. like such an interesting career. And I really <laughs> think you're going to be doing really cool stuff this year. Oh, I hope so. I know you're very vague, but I'm, I'm fingers crossed, very excited fingers for what's crossed. coming. Fingers <laughs> crossed on my vagueness and I'll tell you when I can tell you. Yay. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. This Grace Helbig. This episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by Good Girls. That's the amazing new show on NBC starring Christina Hendricks, Retta, and Mae Whitman. Vogue.com raves, get ready to be hooked. Do not miss Good Girls after the premiere of The Voice with new coach Kelly Clarkson, Monday, February 26th on NBC. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Production assistance by Jenny Stringfellow. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. 